Apologies, Hatesh. <laughs> Let's go again. Uh, Take two. Start, start the pod again with the microphone on, I think. Okay. It's probably a good idea. That would be useful. Just maybe. So go. Just so people can listen. Yeah. I would just like to say, though, if this intro is terrible, you nailed the intro last Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Facts and Furious, where we are ready to bounce this podcast off the red line in the name of car fanatics everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) As ever, we will look at the latest and greatest automotive news, accompanied by our often furious take from the Petrohead's perspective. I'm Hetesh, and sadly, I'm once again joined by James, and in person this time. Damn, that is a low blow. Sat in my car. (laughs) <laughs> insulting yeah. my presence but yes this is our first ever podcast in person um shall we set the scene for listeners we really should yeah um well out of my window i can see a stone wall what can you see out of your window uh, that's another stone wow wall. <laughs> yeah. this is great we're in a lay-by <laughs> in the middle of the yorkshire dales <laughs> um, but you know what the scenery's looking great down in that direction the scenery's great but i'm not gonna lie so our plan was to have meet up have a morning hoon stop record podcast eat some food that kind of stuff and then finish off the hoon and then go our separate ways um i've been really disappointed with the roads in the dales some of them have been okay i would say um yeah not as exciting as what we were hoping for i guess yeah. But in general, I would say it's been okay. It's been a, it's been a nice little poodle. Yeah, it's been a poodle. There's been like on the roads where it's been where the visibility and sightlines have been good enough. They've been the busier roads with tourists and yeah shed draggers on them. Um, and then the roads which have been quieter. To be fair, even on the roads where it's been quieter, there's been lots of walkers and cyclists. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there's a, there's been a few close calls so far. Or maybe just the one where in the first five minutes. So just to set the scene, if uh, or to any of the listeners that have been listening for the past few weeks, this is the hoon that we've been talking about for the, the past. <laughs> yeah, how many weeks have we been? Oh well, since I got my my first car, which then went back, and that was two months of my life. Oh damn! Right. Uh, so for the past two months, we've been talking about this. Yeah, we really need some new material. <laughs> well, actually, no. But uh, you know, we're finally on the hoonian. That's true. Yeah. That's. Do we call it the hoonian? I feel like oh, the that's Re- a reunion, I think. The works. reunion. Yeah, and then once it get pa- gets past 12, it's the afternoon. Oh, the afternoon. Oh, we passed the afternoon. Yeah. I can't say yeah, it. Yeah, middle but... of the day. This is officially, we're on the back nine. We are, yeah. Um, so, you know, we finally got onto it. And yeah, unfortunately, one close call, which was in the fast. Yeah, we, first... we, weren't, we weren't going fast, though. Like, no, we, we weren't. We were just pulling yeah. at that point. But it was... It's, it's just the road. SUVs. It's... SUVs, as always, just, yeah. Blame them for everything. Yeah. But yeah, I think single track lanes, um, high walls, blind corners, high walls, foggy, foggy, <laughs> uh, <laughs> cheap, cheap, walkers, yeah. cyclists. Walk, yeah. And road closed signs and stuff, but it wasn't actually closed in the end, which actually yeah. worked out well. But yeah, I, I'm not going to be rushing back to the Dales for a drive. I might come back for a cycle because it's hilly. Yeah, it seems like all the cyclists love it. But yeah, but no, not for not for a hoon. Um, no, definitely not. But I think um, it's not been a bad drive, I would say. But right, would could have been I'd much better. I'd give it better. three out of ten. Yep. Um, but on the subject of driving and cars, yeah. i.e. the main focus of this podcast, I had a realisation this week, and it was about the Hyundai Ionic 5, which is a car I think is quite cool. Really? It is, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I'll I'm, entertain this for a bit. Go on. on at least on <laughs> as pitches... Like up until I thought, oh, that that looks really cool. It reminds me of a DeLorean, like as its weird cousin. Um, 
But then when you see them in the flesh, you go, oh, they're actually quite big. And it wasn't until the other day, which I saw someone at a junction, I was coming at them basically side on, that yeah. with a human inside, like a normal-sized human, they look ridiculous because the, car, the car's big, but obviously as humans haven't don't change in size. So it, lo- it looked like a 12-year-old had stolen their parents' car. But when I got closer... Are you sure it wasn't? No, it was a, <laughs> a middle-aged man. Um, but yeah, so that's... that's um, I don't, I don't know that so they to get one because people should just be bigger if, or maybe just get tinted glasses. Maybe tinted glass, yeah. Or maybe get tinted glass in the shape of a, of a human. So oh, when yeah. people look at it, it looks like the shadow of the person, but actually there behind it is this tiny little... Um, oh, it's great, isn't it? What, what is it? In America, or I think somebody had a van where... I don't believe you. <laughs> somebody had a van, <laughs> but the driver has uh, this decal on the outside where... It's someone sat on the toilet, so he's driving oh, along. Oh, nice. That's classy. <laughs> that is classy. Um, but yeah, so cool. Shall we roll into the meat yeah. of the pod? Yeah, so we'll just quickly cover off what we're going through in today's podcast. We will be covering the Bonkers BMW M4 CSL, mm-hmm. the Volkswagen's new electric saloon, uh, which will rival the Tesla Model 3. Mm. And on the subject of Tesla, the opening up of part of its supercharger network to other marks. That is actually quite interesting. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, let, let's read into it. <laughs> yeah, time for a nap. No, I, I do think so. But yes, we'll get to that later on. And then to round off the show, we will have a look at our mystery car of the week as picked by myself. And a hint to get you started is it's an iconic car that has been around since 1938. Uh, it's a bit weird doing this in person now, this part of the show, because... Yeah, your Hetes is looking at his phone for the notes because we don't we don't trust each other anymore to put the the mystery car notes in the shared place because it's getting that competitive because you're slightly behind, aren't you, in getting a mystery I, um, car right? Um, I'm really hoping you don't get this car. Why? Well, I, I just I didn't think you were into cars this old. I didn't think that was something you knew about. Um, well, you'll find out why I'm into this car. Yeah, well, I'm just trying to think what what kind of mainstream old car is there because it was not going to be something weird and wonderful. I don't think. Why would it? Why it's a wonderful car. This it could be a wonderful car, but I don't think it would be something super niche because I think you'd have mentioned it to me before now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I, I think don't... I have mentioned this car in the past, not on the pod. Okay, but probably in person a while back. So yeah, I think That's I have pre-war. definitely talked about this. But we won't we won't dwell on this too much. I don't want to. I don't want you to guess the car already. Okay. So. Um, I think we'll just get started with let's, the Let's news. dive head first into this pool of petrol. <laughs> yeah, for which my car's drinking like the gallons right now. Yeah. It's been awful. That is. So halfway through the hoon and I've already spent, well, how many miles have we done? Just a hundred, hundred and maybe a hundred and something. You, uh, from, from where you left, maybe a hundred, hundred and something maybe now. Yeah, I mean, it's not a lot of miles, but that right now I'm right. averaging 18 miles per gallon. I've spent 50. What was it? Forty-six pounds in fuel. So I, oh, I feel. Me, hold that... on. I think I've got my tiny violin somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's not great for me. That to be fair, that isn't great. Um, but you bought it, so <laughs> yeah. But that is the price we pay. I think that's possibly why it's slightly disappointing because because of how expensive fuel is at the moment. Yeah. But the fact we've not found, I don't even think we've had five miles of great driving, like as a as a block. Yeah. I think there's been the odd turn where I've gone. Oh, that was fun. Oh, no, hundred percent. I was thinking to myself, um, you dangerous. know, in the past, I know it's a dangerous <laughs> thought. In the past, I feel like if you wanted a cheap date, you'd suggest going for a a drive. If you were a murderer, <laughs> or, or a murderer. <laughs> let's go to the drive to the country. 
yeah. I, feel, I feel like in the past, like going for a drive, you know, to go to maybe a romantic spot, that would be the cheap date. Oh, okay. Or as, or you know, as opposed to going out for a meal. Is that your go-to date technique? Take them for a drive. Well, it it would have been, but I don't think I can do it anymore. It's more expensive oh, than buying food. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's not. Let's go for a drive in my Prius. <laughs> yeah, let's. <laughs> to do be that. fair, get a Prius Verso. A lot of space in the back. <laughs> Perfect. I don't even need a room. <laughs> Take all the chairs out. <laughs> so, but on the subject of no, not on the subject. Moving away from the subject of your love life. Yes. <laughs> shall we talk about the M4? Which is another part of my love life. <laughs> so, um, as part of BMW's M division, uh, we're celebrating 50 oh, years. Should we point out? Um, we really should. Because we are literally in a lay-by, you may hear the odd car go past. Car, motorbike, tractor. Sheep. Sheep. People. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah, a lot yeah. of uh, interesting things passing by while we're sat in yeah. the that, back of James's car. That fly. And that fly. <laughs> <laughs> you might hear a mosquito every now and then as well. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, so yeah, we do apologise if you do hear any weird noises, such as the car that just passed by. I hope you didn't know, because that car is boring. Grey Nissan Qashqai. It's a great family car. Is it? It won many awards, that no, one. I, I'm maintaining my anti-SUV stance. Okay, fair enough. I tried to buy my mum one. She refused. <laughs> She's a smart woman. No, she got a Tiguan instead. So oh. <laughs> not so I smart. I knew that, to be fair. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so our first story has a part of BMW's M division uh, celebrating 50 years. It has revealed the M4 CSL. Um, yeah, so the variant is the next level up from the M4 competition, and it will be rivaling cars that are a bit more track focused, such as the Porsche 911 GT3. Uh, now, if you're wondering what the CSL means, I don't know what the CS stands for. Oh, but I it was me thinking L. you were gonna gonna teach me something. <laughs> oh, you know the L. I know the L. I think the CS part is just competition. You can't. That, you're just something. making stuff up. It could stand for literally anything. It could it be really German. Could be, it could be. I don't know. I can't think of anything German that starts with a C. Klibben. Klibben. <laughs> Klibben. Slippin. I do way. know what the L stands for. And that stands for lightweight. And so the CSL's focus, I guess, from the name, is uh, to focus on being lighter than its predecessors. And the whole idea has been to reduce the weight as much as possible, uh, which is something I'm also trying to do. Because you're massively out of shape and, and huge. Is that what you're trying exactly. to tell me? Exactly. Th- that's, yeah. Hitesh has been going to the gym now solidly for, well, a long period of time. So he's fishing for compliments. So I'm just going to lean Got into to. this. Damn, Hitesh, you let yourself go. <laughs> More chins than a Chinese Facebook. Facebook? Wow. Boom Wow, okay. That was a bit of a low blow. <laughs> right. uh, I refuse to give you a compliment. Damn it, I was hoping to get it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, right, a few stats about the car. The car weighs in at 1,625 kilograms, which is 100 kilograms lighter than the regular M4. Um, a number of changes have been made, such as to the body panels, where it's actually now got a few carbon fiber panels. Oh, good to know. Um, carbon ceramic brakes, which, again, saved about 14 kilograms on the car. Quick question, Hedesh, yep. interjecting here with your news. Would you get carbon ceramic brakes on a car you intend to use every day? No. Oh, would be great. Really? Yeah, I mean, I would love to, but I think you just couldn't really justify it with all the screeching noises, and unless I drive like a hooligan everywhere. Yeah, but you can't do that, can you? It's just a bit rude. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, oh, okay. But you'd get it on... Because I was looking at the Porsche Taycan the other day. Not because I can afford one, just because I was looking at how many options they had. 
And you can spec carbon ceramic brakes on that. Which surprised me, because I'm like, well... But then, if they're going to last longer than steel brakes, and in theory, if you're driving an EV, yeah. are you going to use your brakes as much? It was it more sensible to have something like carbon ceramic brakes? No, but then it, but the whole idea with carbon ceramics, they don't they need to heat up before they grip as well as they would? And I don't then, know. And, and the other, which is while they're cold, they screech. So perfect. So you can have screechy non-brakes. Oh well, you've not got an engine to make noise, so use the brakes. Perfect. Smart move. Smart move. Why don't they have musical brakes? What play? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like whistle. Like a more of a whistle than. I was thinking about the black sheep for some reason. How would you... <laughs> Maybe because we're surrounded by sheep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would be cool, but I think Baba black sheep might be a bit of a stretch, and I think it would, well, maybe, what, a mile, two miles before you'd think this was a mistake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you really love Baba black sheep. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, so, okay, what else has this got? Blow so, me away. Yeah, uh, carbon ceramic brakes, um, and a few other uh, changes have been made to, like, the suspension, and a lot of changes to the interior where they've gone for bucket seats, um, all in the name of really just trying to reduce the weight as much as possible. Uh, and that's how they've taken off 100 kilo- kilograms off the total weight. Um, there's also, to the engine, a uh, few mods made. Uh, the car will now produce 542 brake horsepower, which is 39 brake horsepower more than the M4 competition. Um, however, the torque is actually still the same. Um also, it's not available as a manual. However, uh, well, it's only available in the eight-speed automatic. Um, yeah, and they've actually gotten rid of a few interesting features like X Drive. It's and not rear optional. Seats. And <laughs> rear seats, yeah. Turns out, I guess it makes sense if you really want to reduce weight and it's your track-focused car. Make the kids walk. Would you want to take tr- kids to a track day? Actually, that's the other thing. Um, I don't know. It depends on the kind of track day. I'm more meant to take them to school. Ah. <laughs> See, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll cover that bit in the end because I feel like it's a very interesting car, but and and to be honest, there's not very many of these. But uh, I'll just cover some stats and then I'll quickly get onto the figures as to how many there are. Okay. Um, the car will do 0 to 62 miles per hour in 3.7 seconds, and it has a top speed of 190 miles per hour. Um, and only 1,000 of these cars will be made, with 100 being allocated to the UK roads. Um, and I guess my question to you, James, is uh-huh. would you buy one considering that no. there are a hundred... No, okay. I'm... Oh, so you're about to tell me the price. I was going to tell you the price. <laughs> tell me the price. And let me... So, let me I'll like do it again. Said no. yeah. uh, I mean, would you buy one considering it's 128,000? Definitely not now, no. No. <laughs> well, thanks. I am not going to lie, Hattie. I know you're really excited about this car, but I just... But if you, if you had the money, so you've got the two options. You've got your 911 GT3 versus this. Which one would you take? I can't do this objectively because I'm blinded by my just general disgruntlement with BMW. And I didn't know why I was... I didn't know what the problem was until very recent. Are you actually, still moaning about the grills? It, 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 sort, sort of. The, the grills are part of it. But I couldn't work out why. And I know... Well, I, know, I, I think part of BMW's method, uh, reasoning between being having these huge grills and divisive styling is so it's divisive, so that's a talking point. Um... But so the the reason I've I've, I've, I've realised what the problem is because for years it has been if someone asked me what what they wanted for a car or cars that I aspired to want to own, yeah, BMWs were the ultimate driving machine. They were the cars for people like you or me. So you th- don't think that they're the ultimate driving machine anymore? It's not that they're not. It's not that they might be. 
But the problem okay. is that they have, in my books, they are turning their back on those people and focusing on people which aren't in that club. They're, they're, like, to take the one series as, a, as an example, okay. you, granted, you drive a, st- a standard one series and whether it's front-wheel drive or rear-wheel drive, who's going to... Realistically, in most driving situations, no one's really going to know. No. But to have the M140i, the M135i's, which, or even older than that, the 125i's hmm. or the 130i's, as these petrol-head, rear-wheel drive, practical, everyday cars, like that, to me, is that they've turned their back on the, that loyal fan base. And it's like, well... I don't know. I just I I feel like it's a kick in the shins for petrolheads with it, with what they're doing with their where they're going as a brand, the styling they're doing, and the products. And but these are limited offering. edition for that reason. But this isn't limited edition for us. We're never no. going to afford one hundred and thirty grand's worth of four series, of which there'll be a hundred. They'll get put in someone's collection. Maybe two people will, will have one well, that, that actually get yeah. used. So I just and also I I still don't like the styling. The styling has grown on me. But I still, That's what I was going but, to say because I've now seen a few in person, and as much as I hated it, I think the it's the one car that I think everyone now says the number plate saves it. No, just I, there's just too much going on. It's like it's got more creases than an origami workshop, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, it's just and like the the splitter and the we'll put I guess we'll put some pictures maybe up on Instagram for people to look yeah. at if you've not seen it, but it's just like there's too much going on for me and. I don't know. I, I don't think. I just but it's don't. It's got grills. I'm oh, sorry, but a bonnet vents and it just looks so cool. I, I, like the boy racer in me who says, "Cool car." But that's this isn't boy racer. How much? No. How much horsepower did you say? Five hundred and forty-two. Yeah. From and it's rear wheel drive only, isn't it? Yeah, you said it's it is. Yeah. Edge. Rear wheel drive only for that kind of performance. But we've struggled to put down eighty brake horsepower on this road trip because the roads <laughs> are so bad. Imagine <laughs> trying to put that down. So no, I I, I wouldn't buy it. I think I would spend. I think in general, once you start going over the 450 mark, I think you really do need four-wheel drive to really make use of the power. Yeah, unless unless it is, like the, I mean, like you say, this is for a track use. If it's you're taking for a track, yeah. and it's, I'm imagining you still have some funky tyres which last four seconds, but I, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I think with cars this expensive, this powerful, and this niche, yeah. I just, it's not, I, I don't know. I wish, I, I think it... A large so, part of yeah. this boils down to the fact the M140i is no more. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, but yeah. I, maybe if I was more objective about it, no, I still wouldn't want one. I'd buy a, I'd buy an older, uh, an older car, and either. Well, so I'll give you my opinion. Oh yes, would sorry, Hetes, uh, would you I, buy the M4 CSL? I wouldn't. Oh, what? Only reason being. Where's this come from? <laughs> yeah, I know, but curveball. I think it's a great car. However. I wouldn't buy it just because it's only 39 brake horsepower more over the standard competition, which at this point, all they've really done is reduce the weight. I could just go out and buy an M4 competition used ah. for a fraction of the price. Yes. And do the and mods then, yourself. Yes. But, I mean, that is a fair point. If you're going to do the mods, yes. But if you look at the difference between the M5 and the, is it, I'm sure it's the M5 CSL. Yeah. Whichever, the, whichever special, edition, a special edition one they did. The reviews from that was it went from being a great car to being a like a like an awesome best car. yeah yeah. yeah. Um, so if you could do the mods well, I'd see that. So but that's interesting. So we're both in the the no camp. Yeah, you seem slightly in, more in, calm about your no. I am because I appreciate the car. I just I know that there's other ways to achieve the same results in a 
cheaper way. I might be able to go out and buy an M4 competition and strip all the rear, you know, or strip all the interior out, stick in bucket seats, and do a number of the mods that they've done to reduce weight myself. Would so... I back Hetesh to do those mods well? <laughs> I uh, would. <laughs> how's that CarPlay mod working for you in your, uh, in your three series? <laughs> it's, it's not great. <laughs> you know what? At least it works sometimes. Yeah, it works two minutes out of ten. It always works when I'm on the motorway when I don't need it. As soon as you catch your turn off. Oh, I, uh, no, exactly. As soon as I come up to a turn off or I'm in city, sort of in inside the city centre where I need to know, like, oh, I need to take the next left or right, yeah. it turns off. Per- perfect. That- <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, so oh, I think we can put that to bed before I have an aneurysm. Oh, um, cool. So the next story is about uh, Volkswagen's supposed rival to the... Tesla Model 3. So some are calling it the Aero B, but it can trace its roots back to a concept car which was called the ID Vision, which was revealed at the 2018 Geneva Motor Show. Um, And although it's been called the Aero B, I fully expect it to be named in the same vein of like the ID 3, the ID 4. It'll be, I think it'll be ID something. Um, I'll be honest, when when I heard the name Aero B, I was expecting something that was aerodynamic. It looks like a... Arteon and Passat had an ugly child to me. That's a very good comparison, actually, yeah. yeah. It's it's just not Errol in any way. No, but l- let me rattle through this because there's a bigger problem. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so it's expected to be a saloon, and so far it's only... Re- I say we're, we're talking about the styling. Only camouflage test mules have been spotted, so we can't be 100% sure what the final design will look like. Its range is being is being banded about as maybe around the 435-mile mark with a, a maximum charging of 200 kilowatts. Um, performance is expected to be brisk. I think 5 to 6 seconds, not to 62, is again the benchmark. But, Hetesh, I couldn't give two hoots about this car <laughs> because the Vauxhall Insignia has died. Finally, yay! <laughs> no, no, it's not finally. It's like they're, they're going, ooh, look at all these, the, the new stories around like this this type of car, which is fundamentally replacing the type of car like the Vauxhall yeah. Insignia. And the Vauxhall Insignia is just, it's not necessarily the fact it's died, because things have to end eventually, but it's how it's dying. It's, it's expecting to come back as an electric crossover in maybe two or three which, years. Yeah. It's it's a bit disappointing, because, the, yeah, the Insignia, it's been a great, company car for a lot of people actually I think the, the latest generation of Vauxhall Insignia is actually a really good looking car if if you got rid of the rear wiper yeah which is just delete perfect it's <laughs> just horrendously they've gone yeah nice sleek body ah we forgot the wiper we'll, do, <laughs> we'll just stick it, it just it, I don't know it looks it looks just stuck on to me right um, but yeah I think surely car manufacturers should have the decency to go that model's dying and let's go. Let's put it out with a bang. So let's go put in a huge hunking great engine in it. <laughs> give it some credit. Like the remember, was it two point eight insignia they did with the old previous generation? Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. That should well, be... they had the VXRs as well, didn't they? Yeah. So they yeah. should be doing a VXR special edition, something which which strikes fear into the heart of Audi RS four drivers. And going out with a bang, not going. Yeah, it's ended now. Um, we're going to bring it back as a crossover. It's like pick a new name. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I, I, actually, that's the one thing I think it's, we touched on this was it last week or the week before where I just hate it when they start reusing the name but in a different body. Yeah, like uh, the just, P- Ford Puma. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, that that's a, cl- a very good example. And yeah. the the Ford Puma is a, a good little car. There's no problem with the with the car. It, it, yeah. it, it, for if, you, if you're a small family, you want slight, something ever so slightly more practical than a Fiesta. It's not a bad car, but oh, sorry, you're talking about the current generation. I'm thinking of the older. Oh yeah, Puma, you know, I know how a, much you hate that car. Uh, yeah, it's the one car I hate because you told me it would be a great fun car. And I it was is. Like, it is. It is. No, I still can't get over the looks. Nope. But you wouldn't see it inside it. <laughs> Everyone else will see me. <laughs> That's true. Um, that, that, okay. But we'll part the Puma because we'll just end up in a never-ending circle of me saying, 1.7 Yamaha. And you go, but it's so ugly. 1.7 Yamaha. But it's so ugly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, um, the Vauxhall Insignia is still living on uh, as an Opal in other markets. Yeah. But here, it's gone. And as I say, I just think it's... I just think it's sad that that's how it's, it's kind of whimpering out and and not only is it dying and coming back as a crossover it's dying as an internal combustion car and yes you might hate internal yeah. combustion cars and the impact on the environment they cause but electric cars aren't perfect no. and also think of all the things they've done think of the taxi yeah. journeys they've done Tesh. <laughs> all the all the company all the company miles they've traveled uh yeah I, uh, yeah so i feel i reckon if it wasn't a, i reckon if that car wasn't a Vauxhall. If it was yeah. bad, just something else, and have a slightly different interior, it would have been much, much more popular. Hundred percent. I think the the other fact is because I know everyone just thinks electric cars, and yes, they're better and so on. But we've the whole new green rating. Oh for, yeah, the green end cap. Uh, the green end cap is still very new to the market in the sense that we've not really seen the true impact of some of these cars. So actually, getting a comparison, yeah, it's quite difficult to do if they kill off the car. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, because we're not we're, your only option is going to be the electric car soon. Isn't yeah, it? Um, which is the green end cap fan. If you're not using renewable energy, it's kind of the gap isn't that great, is it? No. Um, but okay, so that's the Volkswagen Aero B covered by <laughs> railroading with Insignia. I'm looking out for you, Insignia. Rest, rest in pieces. <laughs> in pieces, yes. Uh, that's a scrappy art. <laughs> so that. Oh, actually, quick before we move on, then so. If you had the choice now between end of the line Vauxhall Insignia mm-hmm. or first of the line Volkswagen Aero B uh, as a company I, I, car, I, yeah, tax is the same, which it, it wouldn't be, but let's assume tax is the same. Which yeah. one would you go for? Oh, I'd, I'd definitely go for the combustion engine. It's just um, that's interesting. I I don't like the look of the Aero B. It just looks. But that, the, so the design might change. That's just a, a guesstimate. The, it, the it's photos we're looking at renders. I. Yeah, I can't get on board with a lot of the styling, with a lot of... Uh, unless it's a Taycan, uh, <laughs> which, uh, which I've expressed my feelings for. I don't think there's many electric cars out there that I like the look of. I like the Hyundai Ionic 5, until someone's in it, like I said. <laughs> yeah. um, that we- Wiseman, Wiesman, Weisman, ah, the Weisman, that we covered in a couple of podcasts back, that, was, that would yeah. do. I actually like the i3 as well. Not in all colour combinations, wheel combinations, but... It's, uh, I don't know... I've looked at it a few times and it seems to be, it makes sense on paper and actually it's not too bad to look at, but again, I just can't justify the price in my head. Yeah, and the range is pretty poor nowadays yeah. compared to, maybe if you've got a range extender one, but um, okay, well, so that's neither of us getting the new Volkswagen. So our last story, which is also related to an electric car, 
Tesla has opened its doors to the great unwashed and is now allowing non-Tesla electric cars to use a small number of its superchargers in the UK. Oh, perfect. It, Only a small number, though. Yeah, uh, okay. What's your <laughs> initial thought? Before I give you any more information, what's your initial thoughts on this? Um, right. So there's a lot of stories where you see people turning up to these Tesla supercharging stations and Tesla drivers are having to wait because there's not enough bays anyway. As in it, before when it was Tesla and te- just Tesla? When it was just Tesla, yeah. Oh, so right, even okay. even then, they were having issues with... Oh, I've not well, heard that. I've oh, not heard have you not? Right, yeah. There aren't many superchargers near me, so... Ah, okay. So the, 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 I think it's a bit of a problem where even with it's just Tesla only, they're, they're struggling to have enough charging spots available for just Tesla car owners anyway. So yeah. now opening it up to everyone, well... What's the point? Okay. Which, I mean, to be fair, if I was a Tesla owner, I would be in a similar kind of boat thinking, well, why are we doing this? Yeah. Um, but, so to give you some more information, so this is actually part of a pilot scheme. There are eight countries, I think it said there were. Yeah, eight European countries which are being trialled, and 15 of the supercharger sites in the UK are part of the scheme. Um, I counted them up last night, and I think there are 30 in total. Right. Oh, so, so to use the superchargers, drivers as in non-Tesla drivers, would need need to download the latest version of the Tesla app, and then in that, they log their payment method, um, and that's really how that app is, how the charging process will be controlled and monitored. Hmm. Um, prices for non-Tesla drivers are more expensive, and there was a figure quoted by Auto Express where they reckon it's about 60p per kilowatt hour, which, for reference, I think I'm paying about 27, yeah, 26p per kilowatt hour. Yeah, expensive. But, I mean, they are for the commercial ones, because they've got, they've got to... They've got to pay for this. I think for Tesla users, again, and there is a caveat to this, the, this, the 60 people kilowatt, the, it, the cost changes depending on where the site is. A oh, bit like right, petrol okay. stations. So that's just kind of a ballpark figure. I think for actual Tesla drivers, it's normally around 30 people kilowatt hour. Um, so a bit closer to what you would pay at home. Yeah, um, but again, that was quoted by, I think, I can't remember which, who was that, who was that, maybe Auto Car or Auto Express, was that 30p, but... Um, you can take out a membership, which is something like eleven pound ninety nine, to bring down the cost if you're a non-Tesla driver. Mm. But long and short of it is, it'll cost you more than if you're at home. But you know that already because these people have yeah. to pay for it. Um, you pay and, the premium because you've made yes. the mistake of buying an electric car. But then, fuel, <laughs> but your fuel, fuel, you pay anyway. You don't, you have the choice yeah. to go. Oh, I'll just brew a bit of petrol in the, my garage. True. Oh, uh, until so e-fuel kits take off. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you also, the same rules apply for idle fees. So you get 50 p.m. Once your car's fully charged, charged at 50 p.m. a minute, um, as standard. But if the charging station's full, um, you get charged a pound a minute. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. But you, uh, there's a there's a five-minute window, which if you get back to your car once it's charged, it's fine. Yeah. Um, but, so don't go too far. But you're never going to, are you? It's these supercharged if you're in a service station. Yeah. Or never never fully charge it. Okay, um, but yeah, I think as a Tesla driver, they've not nothing's changed for Tesla drivers apart from it's got worse. So yeah, like Tesla drivers, things are more seamless for a Tesla driver. They don't need the app because you can just plug in your car and it recognizes it. Um, but aside from paying lower rates, which they already were paying lower rates, yeah, they're not saving anything. No, um, I don't know if you're... what's happening with so. I remember when they initially brought out like a Tesla Model S yeah. for life. Yeah. Um, from what I understand, they're still. If you are one of those initial owners, you still have access to that. Yeah, I think there there is. There was a bit of a hoo ha about it a few years ago, wasn't there? About yeah. whether they were trying to get rid of it. But I, 
I think there are those original cars still. That I'm sure there was there's something in the terms and conditions about if a certain component changes, then mm. that's kind of the end. I don't know if it's the battery or the electric motor or basically so it's not in theory, if the car yeah. the original car stands for a million miles, yeah, you've got free charging for life. But I'm sure there's some wiggle room for oh, you've done two hundred fifty thousand miles, you need a new battery pack. There goes ah, okay. your supercharging. Um I was going to say because if you if somebody is one of those They're laughing, aren't they? Right now, with energy prices and so on, you're just Yoink. it's free. Yeah. But I I I I think Tesla have I think the a large part of the appeal to me, if I was gonna get an electric car, yeah. part of the appeal for Tesla is that the charging stations are so slick, like it's dead easy, you just go plug in and play and then you can sit in your car, well you can play games, watch Netflix. Yeah. That to me is a big selling point. And I'm surprised that they're going down the route of saying, we'll open it up to other people. Now you're going to have the Nissan Leaf turning up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, you are. It's, yeah. it's just, I, I, I find it surprising. Because it's not like... You're not going to feel as special anymore. No, yes. Yeah, yeah, you lose that bit of elite, elite elitism. But maybe maybe that's a good thing. Maybe Tesla owners want to turn up and be like, huh, Nissan... We we've we've taken pity on you. You know you can you can charge your leaf here. I I think I think they'd be annoyed. Right you. I think they'd be. I, I would be annoyed because if yeah. I, if I've gone if I've got, if I've made my buying decision partly on the fact I know that, and I think they are amongst the best charging stations available, hmm. are solely for this brand. I can go on and and that'll be fine. And I know Tesla's yeah. becoming more popular, but there's only so many Teslas on the, Teslas on the road. To now go. Well, actually, it's, I think it's, they have to have a CCS-style um, charging port, so that's most. Oh, okay. Um, well, it's a lot of cars. Um, anyone could be there. I just think, yeah, I'd be annoyed. It's uh, Yeah, I can see why it would be annoying. Um, and yeah. to not, not have got anything back to say, look, we're doing this trial, but to kind of, for our existing drivers, we'll give you an extra 500 miles worth of free supercharging. Yeah, for the inconvenience or something, I guess. Yeah. Which would have been nice, but, um, yeah. Why would Tesla do that? <laughs> yeah. I guess. But you're not a Tesla fan anyway. So I'm this not kind a Tesla fan anyway. Yeah. So um, you don't care. You're like, yeah, I'll come there with my Taycan. Yeah, exactly. That, that's the only electric car I think I'll sort of step foot in. Not step foot in. That's okay. a, maybe the wrong thing to say because I have set foot in. As in, you had a ride in a Tesla not I that did, long ago. Yeah. Um, what did you think? It, I thought it's slick. Like it, it's a, it's a great looking car. Uh, interior really? is quite nice. Sorry, not looking as in sorry from the outside. Interior wise, I'd say it's very slick in the sense that it's very minimalistic. Yeah. Um, it's just a nice cabin to be in. But again, it's uh, it's not me. No. I, I like to see multiple gadgets. I want to see like dials up on the roof, or you know, just all sorts of clutter. little bits. Oh, clutter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I get, what you, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Whereas you just have one screen in the middle, which it's it's very sleek, but it's not just, got a lot of character, has it? No. Yeah. You can't get you know. Well, I guess a a bit or more old school in that sense. I like seeing you know with like your older Mercedes or whatnot. You had the um, clock in the middle for example you've got your speedo dials all in front yeah. uh leather sorry um, wood trims all the way around um would be very cool because i've seen i think you can get wooden trims on the teslas can you oh um, but it's like new scandinavian kind of ikea yeah. wood type 
yeah, yeah. basically. I'd Which there, there is a time and a place for, but yeah. I know it's, it is. It's very not in a premium car, such as one of those. I don't know. You know, I think that it's Woods coming back. The Honda E and the BMW i3, two small cars, which I Actually, think really Honda benefit. E. I always forget about that car until I see it in person. I'm like, oh yeah, they, they're still around. Do you, are you a fan of the Honda? Not really, but I think it's an interesting car to look at. I do like mm. the front of it because of the two yeah. lights. Yeah. Um, I think. The, did you ever see the concept car it was based on? No. Oh, Hatesh, the concept car was gorgeous. They had this. It, the concept car was. I remember when that the guy, uh, that came was. I remember. I can't remember which show it was. I think maybe the Tokyo Motor Show. Right. But then that came out, I was like, they have to make that. And then, because of the positive re- reception, they went, we're making it. We're going to make <laughs> it. And then that came, the, the Honda E came out, I was like, you just, you took the sexy out of it. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I remember sort of hearing that where, yeah, people saying sexy car, but it didn't turn out to be all that. It, I don't think it's a horrendous car now. And it just, like, you're right, it is distinctive. It looks, uh, it, it's different in the sense that, it doesn't look as sleek as your modern EVs. I don't think it looks anywhere near as slick. It's like they've tried to make a an older sort of Mark One Polo. Yeah, because yeah. no, um, they, they've used round lights, and that automatically yeah. makes you think old car. But then they're LED, aren't they? So it's like, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but feel, yeah, feel like we got sidetracked here. We did. Yes. What were we talking about? Oh, the superchargers. Okay, so in general, you don't care. I don't and, care. Uh, I think if you were a Tesla owner, I think you'd be well within your rights to be disgruntled. At least I can laugh at Tesla owners now for it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, you should get. Oh, do you have? Do you know what a Renault Fluenza is? Uh, n- no. Is that some sort of disease? Or is it? Yeah, yeah don't, maybe it's not Fluenza. Maybe it's Fluence. <laughs> but that was a terrible EV. Maybe we should, we should get one of those just to go charge it because they cannot be expensive because their range was abysmal. Oh wow! Uh, right. But okay, right. So let's part that. So that, I think that what that brings us on to. Mystery Car of the Week. So, moving into the hotly anticipated Mystery Car of the Week segment, as always, one of us has picked a car uh, as in a specific make, model, and body style that we came across during the week. I mean, I will be honest, this is the car that I have picked today. I've not been dreaming or drooling over this. Oh, I'm going to miss all my PPI. I can feel it. (laughs) You've picked this just because it's awkward. I think just my obsession with GTRs is because of that, I've just been drooling slash dreaming over GTRs. So I feel like you've just given a big clue away there. So it's not a GTR. (laughs) But it's a Nissan. I didn't say that. Okay. But... I'll, I'll we'll drift feed. Uh, I'll I'll go through the rest of it. Oh, but... you're throwing in red herrings. I'm not liking this. Ed Tesh. <laughs> Gonna have so... to get an adjudicator in to listen to these soon. <laughs> so as always, uh, we'll drift feed the other presenter five clues plus the starter hint that you've heard at the start of the podcast uh, to see how quickly they can guess the mystery car. Uh, we invite you to play along and let us know whether you guessed correctly and or if you beat the host either through Instagram or the poll associated with the pod, if you are listening on Spotify, that is. If the host guesses a car before the end of the clues, we will insert an also-subtle horn over their guess so as to not spoil the game for anyone yet to identify the mystery car. Are you ready, James? Well, Hatesh, I've never been ready, although, I, I'm, as I say, I'm, I'm dubious. I'm expecting horrendous clues from you this week. No, they're all, they're all good clues. The hesitation in there, again, makes me dubious. But go on, hit me with I think it. Clue the, number one. The thing is, 
I, I feel like my last clue will just make it so easy. But I'll, I'll go through it slowly. Okay, but sorry, the hint at the beginning was 1938. It's been yeah, out so it's an iconic card that has been around since 1938. So that's pre, pre-World War II. Yep. But I'll give you... The, are you ready for the yeah, first clue? I'm ready for it. Right, so the original model uh, was built for 65 years uh, from 1938 to 2003. And it's what? one of the longest produced cars in history. Hold on, hold on. So it didn't change it's in that no. period at all. The same car was built. The same shape. Morris Oxford. Nope. Nope. Not that. Because wasn't there a car that was built and then it went, was then built in India? As a. So. But ah, oh, this will be another clue if I say it. Okay, well, don't 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 okay. don't tell me. But it's not a Morris Oxford. It's not. No. Okay. I could actually add on a sixth clue just to make things more interesting. Well, let's see if I don't get it first. So launched in 1938, was then made the same way, the like the same car up until 2003. Yep. Okay. And um, d- can I ask for a clarification? Does that mean it was made for the same market? In that period, or was it like could I buy it in the UK between 1938 and 2003? No, so it came to the UK in 1952, um, is when it first came to the UK. But right, okay. the, the initial, so the Mark One of this car, uh, you'd call it, yeah. um, same shape and everything. There, there were changes obviously to the engine over the years because from 1938, I think things did speed up. Did they? So, I didn't hear that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but well, the general shape of the car stayed the same. Right. Yeah. Okay, so, I'm going to need the next clue. Yep. Yeah. So originally the, the car was produced because of a contract from Hitler to produce a cheap, simple car uh, which he wanted oh. to... Oh! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise that was the th- 38. I thought that yeah. was... Wow. That was... It's, it's one of the longest... So it was Mexico. Produced cars in history. Yeah, it went. To, it was in Mexico, wasn't it? It was still being produced towards the end. Yeah. Ah. Okay. Well, to be fair, we'll have just put a horn over. So do you want to rattle through the other clues so we can discuss it without ruining it? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, the first car to sell. Um, so the first model uh, sold over twenty million units uh, of its nice. car, um, and it's it retained that title up until the Golf beat it, uh, but that was in the early. Uh, 2000s okay and the fourth clue is that the car is available today and is on its third iteration yeah the next two generations didn't do too well did they no they didn't i think the current generation seems to be i don't think they can buy it anymore they are still available i was on the uh, vw yeah to buy new yeah um, i don't believe you there was a 2022 model (laughs) out there and i was like oh interesting okay but yeah um um, and the last um, clue was that the car shares 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 long. The car shares its name with a bug. Ah, the mosquito. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so we can now. It's, it's the VW Beetle. It's the VW Beetle. Yeah. Do you not like the VW Beetle? I do. I do like the Mark Ones. Okay. If I had to buy one, I think I'd go for the Mark One. As in, oh, okay. If you're buying a, a classic car of that type, of like that yeah. kind of everyday run around is that is that what you'd get yeah a beetle over like a mini or morris minor standard 10 um ford anglia that kind of thing i'd, I'd go for a beetle oh, i think they're very cool looking cars yeah, and, and they're cool don't they less to go wrong yeah Maybe. and i think 
I, I could have actually gone for so many other clues because they featured in so many movies and they did Herbie. Yep, that was one of the big notable ones. Herbie uh, two. Yep, <laughs> and there was also a. Uh, yeah, I can't remember the movie, but yeah, a nice. few interesting movies where they've been on, and I think in general. So uh, I think the reason why I said that I've mentioned this car to you in the past, a friend of mine bought one. Oh really? Um, yeah, but that was a Mark one that he bought, um, and yeah, cool looking car, and I, he actually bought that as his first car. That is cool. Yeah, that's impressive. And I was like, that's a, does that's he still a have it? I believe he does, yeah. Oh, that is cool. Yeah, that's the kind of car which I think if you bought your first car, if you could keep it for life, yeah, you would. Um, but okay, cool. But well, yeah. good. that's a good mystery car. And yeah. then, uh, just like to point out again, I got it. <laughs> no. uh, I got Can it. I just say my clues are just that good? <laughs> uh, I think it's more my superior knowledge, if I'm honest, Tatesh. Uh, I don't believe you. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, I think that brings us... Out of mystery car and into the oh so unspecific any other business. Does this Do you mean have I'm two down from you? I think. Are you two, two down? down or one down? I can't remember. I'm happy to say two. No, no, I think one sounds. Better. I think you've got. I think you've got two wrong, and I've got one wrong. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, because of your dodgy clues. <laughs> I gave you some great right. clues. I remember that one because it was. It was like yes, it's got four wheels, <laughs> door handles, very unspecific. <laughs> You can wrap it in black if you want. <laughs> you can wrap it in black if you want. Um, but yeah, so that's. Uh, do you have um, any other business to bring up? Because I don't have any this week. Oh no, uh, no, sorry, I did. I do have. I had a question from a listener for you. Oh, did I? Yes, yes. It was about because I heard you mentioned bikes and cars. Yep. This is from James, which right, coincidentally has the same name as me. Yes, but is not me. I promise. <laughs> if you could only have one. Which one would you have and why? Out of a motorbike or and a I'm car. assuming this is for the rest of your life rather than at one time. Sorry, as in out of one or only one of the vehicles I own? So as in you can either time. have cars or you can either have bikes. Ooh. That's a tough one. I I think it it would have to be the car. Interesting. Is that only, only reason being because of the weather that we have in the UK. Yeah, it's not the best. Is if, it? if if it was dry all year round, I'd happily take a motorbike as my one and only mode of transport. Okay, maybe get a sidecar. Exactly, get a sidecar. You can get trailers on the back of uh, motor some motorbikes. So sounds cool. You know, get, but the, the only reason being just because of the weather, I'd have to say I'd go for a car. Okay, that's fair enough. I cannot offer any opinion because I do not have a bike. You see, riding a bike is so different to a car. You're, you're out there, you're experiencing what's on the road. Yeah. You you know, you feel the wind through your hair, which you could do if you got a convertible. <laughs> that's true, yeah. You're still surrounded by a box and I think it's that whole feeling of just being yeah. completely out in the that, open. That does sound cool. That's... Uh... But yeah, but if anyone else has any questions, they want to ping us, feel free to drop us a line, which I guess probably leads us best off to a, to a sign-off where we'll give you our Instagram handle if you are wanting to, to reach out. So yeah, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Thank you all for listening. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. We hope you've liked the facts and the furious parts. Um, if you like what you've heard, please rate, review, and or click the notification icon to get an alert for when our next podcast is released, as this really helps us grow the podcast and will eventually help us grow the automotive 
content pool and automotive is the brand which brings you this podcast series um as i say any questions or queries reach out to us on instagram our handle is automotive so it's spelled a a u t o m o a n t i v e well spelled james <laughs> spelling bee champion 2k19 um <laughs> Alternatively, you can search for hashtag AMECars, and that, that could be the easier way to do it. But that's all from us, so until next time, goodbye. Oh, and actually, before we sign off... Oh, it's not uh, goodbye. Sorry, it's not <laughs> goodbye yet. Please do let us know what you think about us recording in person, because this is the first one we've done. Yeah, in this incredibly hot, tiny hatchback. <laughs> Shouldn't we be doing more side-of-the-road record sessions? Fair, I'd be up for it, as long as we found better roads to get there, because, as I say, the Dales has been a letdown. Unfortunately, it has been. But, yeah. So, please do let us know. We will also post up uh, reels and so on from t- our hoon. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, do let us know what you think of it. Brilliant. All right. Take so, care. Goodbye. See you. Bye-bye.